0: Hello, you wonderful woman. Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, one of the UK's most successful love coaches, according to The Times Magazine, and author of the book, Love is Coming. It's my mission through this podcast to help single women, specifically female leaders, get powerful, soul-expanding relationships that revolutionize your growth, impact, and happiness during your time on planet Earth. Let's get straight to it. Hey everyone, welcome to this first ever live group love coaching session of the Love is Coming podcast. So, I have absolutely no idea how this is going to go, hopefully, very well. I don't know if or when we're going to do this again. We're going to see how it goes today, but I'm so thrilled to have those of you who are here live. I'd love to say in the studio, but watching and tuning in on Zoom, and those of you who are watching this in the coming weeks, I guess, uh, on the podcast. I'm so, so thrilled to have all of you here. So today we're going to be talking about how to navigate some major disappointments in love and life. And this was inspired by some pretty life-changing news for my husband, Joe, and I. We actually received it this time a week ago. It was literally last Wednesday. And so uh, one of the my favorite things about my work is that I get to... Have hard shit happen to me and instead of just, you know, indulge it for whatever period of time. But I'm always thinking, right, how can I turn this around and have this to be of use, not only to me, but to my wonderful audience as well. Um, And that's really helpful to get me out of the funk. So that's exactly what's happened in this process. I'm going to be uh, going into that sooner and how what's happened to us. And and by the way, I just want to be really clear it is not that it's a negative thing. It was just a big, big shock and has taken our life in a different direction. So I appreciate people listening to this. Everyone's going to have varying different things that uh, that have been going on with them. Um, so also, you know, today at the time of recording, it is the 31st of May. This is a complete coincidence. I didn't really plan it to be like this. But it's sort of, for me, the 1st of June is like, right, we're officially going into summer now. So the intention is that also this session is going to be an opportunity to release any of the old stagnant energy from winter, spring. Anything that you feel is still lingering. We're moving into the middle of 2023. And by the way, if you're listening to this in years to come, just apply it. Just still relevant somehow. Um, So we want to launch into the summer season feeling as vibrant, feeling as magnetic, and feeling as lit up as we possibly can. So this is how we're going to roll. We're going to do a brief meditation and a bit of energy work. And I'm going to explain why that's significant and important later. And then going to share my news and lessons from it. And then our live guests who are here with us today on Zoom will be invited to ask me questions and get some hot seat coaching around anything that you're struggling with in romance. And let me just say, listen, I have sat in many group coaching sessions throughout my life. Even if your questions doesn't get answered or you don't have a question, I promise you, you can learn as much from listening to other people. As yourself and you'll find there's so much that you have in common with other people and what they're asking and what the answers that I give to them okay so always be thinking how can I make this relevant to me and that goes for you too my lovely podcast listeners whenever you are listening to this um And so for anyone who listens to this feels like it really resonates with them and who wants to go a little bit deeper then I will briefly mention at the end of this session ways that you can work with me okay is that cool everyone? Fantastic, fantastic! And just to let you know, we've got Susan from my team, Susan, who has talked me off many a ledge. (laughs) Uh, In fact, she did last Wednesday. I probably will be getting her in to have to have a little riff on it um, in due course. Susan is here, so she will be keeping an eye on the chat. And if you've got any questions, just look for Susan, Susan Frances, and uh, you can always send her a direct message too. Okay. So with all said and done, I want us to close our eyes and just ground in. And this goes for you too, podcast listeners. Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes, whatever you do. But just tune in and take a few nice deep breaths. If you're able to, place one hand on your heart chakra, one hand on your solar plexus. And let's take some deep breaths in through the nose. And as you breathe in through the nose, feeling the lower abdomen expand into that left hand and releasing. And I just want you to tune in as you're breathing to your heart. Can you feel it beating? Mine's beating quite fast. I'm very, very charged and excited to be here. I just want you to tune into the energy of your heart space, breathing in through the nose, holding the breath at the top and releasing. And one more like that, deep breath in through the nose, holding the breath at the top and releasing. So everyone who is here right now, whether live on Zoom or listening in the podcast, you were drawn to this particular episode and the title of this episode for a reason. So we're talking about how to navigate major disappointments in love and life. And so I want you to bring to mind, what was it that made you want to come here? Was there something like specific, something, a disappointment? Maybe you've been ghosted recently. Maybe you've been dumped. Maybe there's something else in your life, maybe something in your career or something with your family or a friend. You're experiencing that sense of disappointment, feeling deflated, feeling stuck, feeling like it's just not going to happen for you. And you do not want to go into the next season. You don't want to go into summer like this. You know that it's up to you to share, change and shift the energy. So I really want to commend you for taking the action to be here at all. I want to be tuning into this session. But just getting clear, why am I here? If I was really honest with myself, specifically, what is going on for me? that led me here? Is it that you are trying to move away from some sort of pain or is it more that you are moving towards pleasure? This is going to be something we're going to talk about a lot in the session today. Whether we are moving away from pain or we are moving towards pleasure and I just want you to even think of that right now and notice the difference in your body when you think about Moving away from pain, what happens to your body? Maybe think of the specific pain or a specific pain in your life right now that you would like to move away from. How does it feel in your body when you think about moving away? Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Holding the breath at the top, and let's give a big release forcefully out the mouth. Like blowing like that. Okay, now let's think about moving towards pleasure, moving towards what you desire. So think of something that you desire right now. Maybe it's the lover, maybe it's the relationship, maybe it's the diamond ring, whatever it is, might not be anything to do with your romantic life. What is the first thing that comes in your head, comes in your mind when you think about moving towards some form of pleasure? And I want you to notice if this triggers Feelings of anxiety and even deflation, like, oh, it's never going to happen for me. Or if actually you feel more expansive, if you can take your mind out of it, take away the judgment of whether or not you're going to get this or how or when or blah, blah, blah. Can you just focus on imagining a reality where you already have that thing and you feel really fucking relaxed? just notice what goes on in your body when you think of having that thing and it not being a big deal and you feeling totally relaxed. So now we're just going to do a little bit of energy work. We're going to breathe in, breathing in that desire, breathing in that expansiveness, breathing in that feeling of relaxation and trust and excitement and breathing out any old stagnant energy any fears, any limiting beliefs, just thinking of that. So breathing in the desire, all the things we want. Deeply in through our nose, holding the breath at the top. And then I want you to forcefully, like we did before, out through your mouth, like blow away all of the old shitty stagnant energy that we no longer want to hold. So three more like that. Deep breath in, everything you want to call in. Really feel that energy, that possibility circulating through every cell in your body and forcefully breathing out any of the shitty stuff we no longer want, no longer need. Final one breathing in. Really holding it at the top this time. I want you to squeeze, 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 squeeze all of the muscles in your body, squeezing your face, squeezing your hands, squeezing your bum, squeeze, squeeze every single thing, striking up your shoulders and release with the exhale with a blow and let your hands drop and go on your lap. And just notice how you feel in that moment. Notice the energetic shift in yourself in that moment. When you choose to let go and relax. And when you're ready, opening your eyes. Hey, love. So, just let me know in the chats how you feel just from that short little practice we did there. I certainly feel more grounded, more present. And yeah, feel really pretty pumped to be here. So, let's dive in with why on earth I decided to host this session. So, it all started a week ago and I learned. Something that has basically been the lesson of May, and I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, I have had this in every which way in May, the lesson that sometimes when things appear to be going wrong, better stuff is being lined up. That is literally how I met my husband, Joe. Anyone who, and I know that we've got some of the women in my programs here, we've got old get your soulmates, soulmates, we've got some of our love for leaders, ladies, I know that you already know my story of how I met Joe I won't go into it it's a bit bloody long but it was a series of things going wrong or appearing to go wrong on both my side and his side and we we could put that down to the actual day but I could actually even go to a year before and then you start getting a bit quantum with it it makes you think of sliding doors as like I could have done something a decade you know me deciding to leave the house when I did could have sparked off this whole chain of events that I had no idea about. This is something I talk about a lot in my book, Love is Coming. I think, in fact, there's a chapter called Sliding Doors. And because this is a lesson that I have been brought back to time and time and time and time again in my life, uh, you'd think, number one, that I would like, just immediately when something goes wrong, just be like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, better things are being lined up. And it's like, I might know that consciously. But when you were amidst some, you get some seemingly bad news, something doesn't go the way you want, you get ghosted or dumped by someone you're in love with, it doesn't feel good in the moment. And we've got to remember we are fucking human. We are human, we are not expected to be perfect or to not have feelings. So if you are beating yourself up right now because you feel like you haven't navigated a challenge or you feel like you've slipped back into some sticky old behaviors. We all do it. We all fucking do it. And I do this for a living. (laughs) So give yourself some credit and remember that you get to choose in every moment, how do you want to narrate this bit of the story? What do you want the narrative to be? I am, one thing I will say about myself is that I am a master at rewriting a story. And, you know, I, I spent my career doing this. I was an actress, uh, actor, sorry, I think we say now. Um, obviously, I write books for a living. I tell stories for a living. So, you know, I have got decades worth of, of history that is, um, and sort of um, skill. I've literally trained to rewrite stories over and over again. And this is one of the best tools and tips that I can invite you to do, especially when it comes to experiencing a major disappointment. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. So it all, it all started By the way, I'm supposed to be in Morocco right now. (laughs) That's what's so crazy. How much has happened in May? And I'm not even supposed to be here in Cornwall. My husband, Joe, works in the film industry and he got a job on Gladiator 2 and it was being shot in Morocco. This was something, by the way, we manifested together when we were in Goa on my retreat. we got a few of the lovely ladies who were on my retreat here. So welcome to you guys. So we... You know, he heard of this job, and obviously it was gladiator too. I mean, I don't think it was the best title, but you know, this was going to be a really big deal, and he really wanted to do a, a work away. And obviously, I can work from anywhere, so it was like, great, another trip. We love traveling. If you don't know me, we love traveling, and so we did like manifesty stuff. And lo and behold, we got back, and um, it was all very last minute. He got invited out to Morocco to go and do do this uh, gladiator too, and so very quickly I got you know my flights booked. And it was like, right. Well, I literally booked one-way ticket. Um, the day after I get there, because he came the day after up to Marrakesh, basically um, find out that he's no longer doing this job. And he was really crushed by this. And I can't go into why, because I might get sued by Paramount. Um, but let's just say it was, there was some, there were some issues and they were not Joe's fault. Um, and it wasn't just Joe, it was a couple of people. And so he was really crushed. Obviously, suddenly there we are in Morocco, like I've got a one-way ticket and I've got a really big suitcase. I ain't going home yet. And I'd spoken to my friend, Amy Rushworth, who uh, is a friend and I've worked with her before as well. And she'd said, I'd interviewed her for my podcast with her husband the week before. She said, come anytime you want. She lives in Mallorca. York." <laughs> So I got on that blow and I was like, well, that's interesting timing. She literally said that last week. I wonder if she's got any room. Call her and basically tell her the situation. She was like, no problem. Come over. I've got seven bedrooms. <laughs> Brilliant. So I was like, thank you, universe. Joe goes back to the UK because he had to do some bits uh, to do with the film. I fly to New Yorker, end up having two weeks. Amy has her girlfriends coming over. And uh, you know, all in the coaching industry, And we have this really beautiful healing time together, and we co-work together, and it's wonderful. Joe comes back to visit, and turns out his an old boss from um, is there of his from the film industry, and he basically says, Joe, if you're able to get uh, a Irish passport, then. You can literally he he's in charge of all of the locations in Portugal and Spain for films. Pretty sweet gig. You can come, I can, I can get you work out here, which is obviously great. We've got friends all over Spain and Portugal. So that was the first instance. This is the start of May. It's the first instance of something we thought was meant to happen and be this big, wonderful, shiny object thing, Gladiator 2, happening and then going up the shitter, quite frankly. Okay. So I felt really great when I came away from the trip in Mallorca and I thought, you know, obviously it's a reminder that, you know, what was it Marilyn Monroe said? Sometimes good things fall apart so better things can fall together. And actually it was, I got to have, you know, five days in Morocco and then I got to be with a friend in Mallorca as well. It was magical. And then Joe's potentially got new work. So I was feeling all great. We arrived back last Monday on the Wednesday. Uh, I feel really weird energetically. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna own something. I had a, a really fucking hard Wednesday last week. And it started off, and I there may have been one of or two of you there. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember exactly who was there, but I basically led a masterclass and it was in the morning, and I was probably still quite exhausted from traveling, and I was not in a great energy. And it was literally and I, have you ever had that experience where you you feel shit and then it just feels like everything in the day just keep, like it's just one thing after the other now obviously i'm there and i've got to i've got to serve these women and support these women and coach these women and it's not easy when you're feeling shit to be you know inspirational um and i just i didn't lead a good mm-hmm. session and i knew that they felt it and i felt really shitty about that and i went into shame i then Straight after that call, uh, I got some bad news with regards to a work collaboration that I was really excited about. And, And I thought there was quite, like, well, not a load, but a fair bit of synchronicity around it. And so that was really crushing. And then, and this was the real thing that, what was it, the straw that broke the camel's back. This is the news that I've been referring to. So you may or may not know. My husband and Joe bought our first home together back at the end of 2020. We had made the decision because of a certain pandemic to leave London, which is where I'm from. And all my best friends and family are there. i like literally live in the area where we are, uh, where we lived. And we decided we were going to buy in the countryside. And the way that the house came about was so synchronistic. I won't go into it all, but it involved a lot of dinosaurs. You may or may not know me and Joe met because of dinosaurs. You know, that's a whole story. That's in the, my book, Love is Coming. I won't bore you with it now. But we basically, this house felt so aligned. Now, it was a granny bungalow. It was a big fixer-upper, but we managed to get a really, really, really good deal on it, possibly because of the pandemic. So out we were there, and in, we moved there at the end of 2020. 2021 was a really challenging year for me. Really challenging year. A lot of stuff happened personally. My book, a lot of good stuff happened, my book, etc But I was basically alone. We were in lockdown. Usually, Joe and I are away in winter and sort of January, February, March. Joe was away working. I was on my own in this house and I got really fucking lonely. And I can only see now because obviously, you're thinking we've bought this house. And I think I was trying to kid myself. I think, you know, I and I want you to ask yourself whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, like, I need to have a lot of time on my own, but I also, when especially when it comes to creativity, I thrive off being around other people. And that's why I'm really good at telling people how to date well, (laughs) like for that part of it, because I know I understand energy and I understand magnetic energy and I understand playfulness and all of those things. Anyway, that's by the by. We had spent an absolute bloody fortune on architects, on getting planning permission. It was a good few years. It was a big fucking process. Last Wednesday, on my already very shit day, our contractor came around who had gone away to cost up this building project. And it was a big fucking project, I won't lie. And he told us how much it was going to be. And it was so ridiculous, the price, that we literally almost laughed out loud. And I'd heard that building prices had gone up crazily and, you know, all of that was the cost of living. But, like, we're talking like it was three times more than we had budgeted or that we would have had available. And it was literally like this dream, not only, like we had moved our life for years here. We had centered our life, like it, and also we bought this house and it was the most deflating thing. Me and Joe basically sat there in tears because it's like, well, we've made a wrong decision. Like we shouldn't be here. Like we can't make that work. And, and I just knew like, Yes, we got other opinions and all of that jazz and everyone was like pretty much the same, even if it's a little bit less, it won't be a lot less. But what it was is when that happened, it was like, and and I want you to be really honest with yourself, when you've had some disappointing news or a breakup, sometimes we have that thing in us, which is like, no, this is wrong. This is not meant to be like, and you you want to get them back or whatever the equivalent is. But other times you hear that really disappointing news and something happens in you which is it's kind of like i i don't know if i would call it relief i think it was relief but i don't think i was conscious that it was relief but it was like something in me just knew ah this was supposed to be a stepping stone this is not what we thought it was literally in the same way that i past relationships and my my proper last relationship before joe who, my God, I hadn't even thought about this until I am saying it, like comparing him to a house, but there's a lot of similarities. So, and I know that some of you will resonate, the person that you think, that's supposed to be the person I'm going to build my life with and be with forever and have babies, whatever. That guy was, we obviously broke up because I'm married to Joe now, but my God was, I would not be with Joe if it wasn't for all the lessons I learned and for the things that got into put, lined up and put into place because of that relationship and most importantly the healing that I had to do and the the lessons in love that I really needed to learn if it hadn't been for that relationship my program Love for Leaders like we'd only have about 50% of it and so at the time when I heard this message I was feeling really deflated in fact this is where I think I might have to get you on Susan because you were there you you heard it So Susan, me and Susan have worked together for a good few years now. We work in all sorts of capacities, but she is like my mentor. She coaches me. She supports me. She talks me off ledges. And she always helps me to see the spiritual or the life lesson in any tricky situation. So Susan, what did you see when we got on that call? It was supposed to be like an inspiring call as well about work. And I could not have looked
1: more uninspired. (laughs) And, and I think, I mean, the first thing that kind of came up when we were talking about that was looking at the energy that um, that it was in, you know, the, the difference with the, the masculine and feminine energy of the way in which we can call things in, um, you know, the, the need for masculine energy is about having the structure in place and the foundations in place. And then the feminine energy is about the play and the flow. And, um, and so what came up within that was, look, okay, where have you been constantly using the masculine energy to try and create and, and manifest and bring in the things that you want? And it all being so, um, kind of formal and structural and foundational and forgotten to add in the element of play and fun and flow and what, and looking at what you really want from a place of desire. Mm. rather than a place of just needing, oh, I've got to get it all, you know, sort of all formalised and all sort of put away in its own little boxes. And very, you know, very much in that, you know, masculine energy is about having the structure and the support and everything under underneath you. And, and that being sort of very forward driven, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And the feminine energy is all about that fun, that play, that um, and being spacious. in flow and yeah. also being in receiving.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, feminine energy is about receiving. Masculine energy is about giving, you know, providing. Yeah. And so it was looking at this. This is out of balance here. What mm-hmm. is it that you're receiving within this? Because there is a gift within this. Yes. And, you know, and we yeah. kind of we springboarded from that, didn't we? But that was we the really first did. thing that came up from me. When we really we that did. Conversation.
0: We did. And what I love that you're saying that is. And I know that some of you will relate to this. Gabrielle Bernstein calls this manic manifesting. And if you identify as being a workaholic or a high achiever, overachiever, whatever, like me, I am a recovering all of those things and perfectionist as well, then you will identify and think, I want you to think about this and actually start writing this down in your notebook, whether you're listening on the podcast or live now. Where have I been trying to control so much in that masculine energy? So it's not bad that I'm clear on what I desire and I'm doing the steps, like taking the action. But where have I got so focused on that and, and holding on so tightly that I have forgotten to bring in that energy of playfulness and fun? This is what we really do with my work um, in my program, Our For leaders. it's all that we really have to bring in. And not just we do it in, in what we teach, but also in the way that it's structured. It's bringing in the two polarizing energies, okay? So that's the first thing I really want you to think about. And we talked about this earlier when we are saying, are you coming... Are you trying to move away from pain? and you moving towards desire? Because when you, this is what it was. When, when when that happened, I immediately went into the masculine thing of got to fix it, got to fix it. And I got on the call with Susan and it was actually like, how about stop trying to fix for a moment and let's just get into the energy of receiving and imagination and play and, and how do you want to feel? And so straight after the call with Susan, I was like remarkably different at the end of that session, which is what I hope for a lot of you in this session today as well. I went for a walk with my husband, Joe, and we got out and we live in the most beautiful nature and we had the dog with us. And by the way, we would not have had that dog if we hadn't moved to this house. So that alone, if nothing else, moving to that house like was to get the dog was great. So I, literally the energy after the call with Susan, being in nature was completely different. I started to feel expansive and what starts to happen when you stop trying to control and micromanage and fix it, And you come back to the present moment and you come back to alignment, crazy ideas and synchronicity start to drop in. And I literally turned to Joe and I said, I think we're meant to move back to London. And this house was meant to be a stepping stone because the value of our house has already gone up significantly. We've done minimal stuff to it, but a lot has changed in the last few years we can afford something in London that we could never have afforded if it wasn't for this house. So this house, which is called the Orchard, which I always felt like it's the most abundant name for a house, I'm like, what a gift it is. And I said, okay, if we meant to move back to London, because that was the first intuitive thing, you know, we spend a lot of time in the countryside anyway at Joe's Parents and in Cornwall and traveling, but we don't have that route. And by the way, actually, my parents have just moved to London as well, right near where we used to live. So there's a lot of things lining up, but I like, I want to have, I always want to have my own space. Do you know what I mean? So I said, give me a sign. Give me a sign if, uh, and I didn't actually say give me a sign. I said, thank you for giving me clarity and giving me a sign if this is the right move. The next morning, I get an email from a really big casting director who says there is a new show being made. I can't actually tell you the title. It's a work title, but I'm not allowed to say much about it. And she said, I came across you, guess what, on this podcast. I came across your work on this podcast. I think you're great. And I think that you could be a really good fit. We jump on a call. It went really well. She said, right, I want to get you on Zoom for the producers. And just a bit of context for you guys. Obviously, I used to be an actor. Um, but I've always, because of that, and because I'm trained in that, I've always had a passion to bring this work to the masses. I want to get it out there in the media. I've done a lot of media but it's something for me, it's, it, it comes very naturally. And I'm also going to own like, so I got down to the last few for the um, old dating coach in, um, in Celebs Go Dating. This was like back in 2018. In 2016, I'd had all these, me and my business, old business partner and friends book came out. We had a lot of TV companies, basically put it this way in the way that people, you know, go oh, there's so many guys and, you know, it nearly happens. And then he ghosts me and I have had this sort of TV thing dangled in front of me for years. And it has gone. It had gone sort of relatively quiet for, for, a, for a while now, to be honest. I've done other things, but not, not these big TV things. And what I realized is, and I'm going to be really honest, and I want you to be honest with yourself as well. I was coming largely from a place of ego. Not that I didn't care and I didn't want to get my message out there and I didn't want to serve. Of course I did. But there was also this ego, and the ego, and it wasn't about being arrogant. It was actually the opposite. It was about, I don't feel good enough. And I need, and this is linked to work addiction and being an overachiever, which I know some of you will resonate with. I need to prove myself. I need to get validation. I need to be told I'm good enough. And if I'm on TV, maybe that will be enough. And even though we know that that's bullshit, we know all the people who are like super famous end up addicted and suicidal. You know, I know theoretically in my head that getting that thing is not going to make me feel whole or good enough and yet we can still because we are so conditioned by our culture we can still get swept up in it and that has and that's what happened to me and so for the last few years being out there in the countryside and really connecting to nature and having to validate myself over and over again I feel a completely different energy I feel like I know this work is crucial and important And if the stars align, fantastic. Great. I can't wait to do it. And if not, there'll be something else when the time is right. That is honestly where I am now. And guess what? That is exactly where I got to just before I met my husband, Joe. The synchronicities and the parallels with my career and my love life are crazy. And again, those women in love for leaders know that we talk about this. So, the next day, we have this hour-long Zoom call. And, and can I just say, it, it was 95% of it was amazing. There was a bit of the email that I forgot to read. And so she asked me a question about it was, it was something. And I and I and basically, I missed that bit of the email. And so I thought, I can fudge it here and try and bullshit my way through this, which I am very good at doing. But I was just like, I'm just going to own it and say, I'm so sorry. I don't know how, but I missed that bit of the email. And she said and and basically because of that i was honest and i was vulnerable she ended up then asking me a different question and the answer i gave was probably one of the best things i've ever said ever don't you don't remember what it was but i remember feeling like that felt really good and really helpful and useful and so the lesson there and again another one to write down is we we can often if, if a dating situation goes wrong we can often think that oh it's because um I said that thing, or and we beat ourselves up. When you can just be open and vulnerable and own your mistakes, or own the fact that you feel nervous or you feel anxious or whatever it is, and just be fucking honest, your energy changes because everyone can read through that energy of bullshit. And you can't connect to someone when they're lying, even if they're a really good liar. And I used to be a very good liar because it's not real, it's not intimacy. Intimacy is when you say, I'm so sorry I fucked up or I didn't do that thing or I just said something really offensive and I didn't mean to whatever the fuck it is that vulnerability is what breeds connection and intimacy so we're talking a lot about energy Mm. the reason she then said this was so great she's passed it on to the big producers they literally are the creator the you know the head of channel four creators of uh first dates all of this jazz really exciting If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm okay. I'll be okay. I'll be a little bit disappointed. I'll be fine. I will get over it. And that shows me it's all the work I've done. And it's the energetics. There's so much that I've learned around energetics. You can do all the sort of paint by numbers things of what to do on a date and what to say, you know, what text to send him to make him fall in love with all this shit. And guess what? If you haven't done the healing work that removes those layers of shame, guilt, fear, limiting beliefs, then your energy is always going to have a barrier between it. It's going to have that barrier of fear and and people can't truly connect to that. So it's not about being perfect in your love life or any area of your life. It is about being true. It's about being authentic. That's a word that gets bandied around willy-nilly all the bloody time these days. Authenticity, if you just think about it, what am I actually thinking or feeling? And communicate that. And obviously, you need a degree of discernment. You can't always do that. But nine times out of 10 on a date, you probably can. Okay. So that's where we are. Me and Joe looks like we're moving back to London. When I think about, oh my God, the stress of the paperwork, all of that, I just have to go let go of that, surrender it, baby come back to today. We only ever have to live one day at a time. We only ever have to live our lives one day at a time. So you know where you want to go and you have to be really clear, like, why do I want to go there? How does it feel when I'm there? As Danielle Laporte says, the journey has to feel the way you want the destination to feel. The journey has to feel the way you want the destination to feel. And so that means stop with the controlling and with the micromanaging and learn to keep it in the day and listen to your gut from moment to moment. This is a moment to moment thing. You cannot complete this or get it done, but it is something you can practice. It is a skill set that you can get better at. So all of the little things that led up to this whole situation with the TV producer who found me from my podcast because all of those podcast episodes that I felt intuitively called to create, or I felt intuitively called to get a certain guest on the pro on the show. It was a series of little right steps in the right direction. Knowing where I wanted to go, knowing, having no idea how I would get there, still not knowing, not knowing how it's going to go with London. Things might change again. But again, I come back to that thing of feeling not attached and trusting. As I say in my book, Love Is Coming, surrender to the festival. Surrender to the festival. So, On that note, I want to dive into some questions. We actually had one sent in. I'm going to try and find it. Scrolling all the way back on my phone. Um, Okay, right. I'm 26 years old. I've never been in a relationship. I had very strong beliefs. I never wanted a relationship. And I kept pushing people, mostly men, out of my life. Um, saying I wanted to focus on other areas of my life. Recently, I realized I was repelling men because when I was a child, I had traumatic experiences with them and uh, was creating resistance and friction and I didn't understand why. After doing so much inner child healing and trauma healing, I realized I want a relationship. However, I'm worried since I'm 26 years old, I'm too old to experience that first time love. My question is how can I deal with that fear? How can I get into a relationship and how can I approach my traumatic experiences to my partner afterwards? So it's a lot of questions. Okay right i'm going to go i'm going to endeavor to answer this and while i do that think about your questions you can have them in the chat uh i'm going to prioritize anyone who actually wants to unmute themselves so i will let you know when you're able to do that so what i want to say i'm not sure sorry i don't know the name of the um lovely lady who sent a message but what i want to say to you is it is firstly really like practically speaking it is certainly not too late i've coached women in their 60s uh, I've coached women of all ages. I've worked with women who've been single 15 years, I've worked with women who've never had a boyfriend. I've seen so many different realities or starting points. And so many of those women are now in incredible relationships and let me tell you what the secret was. It is not about getting the person. It is about becoming the person. This is the message of love is coming. Stop looking outside of yourself for the partner you want to get and start looking inside of yourself for the partner you want to be. So that the clue is already there. You've talked about how can I approach my traumatic experiences? Okay. So don't worry about with the partner yet. You need to do some work around your trauma. You need to do some deep work. You've you've said here, um, you noticed how you were having, you'd had traumatic healing. Uh, you've done a lot of inner child work and you, okay, you've done a lot of inner child work and you've done a lot of healing. Okay. So then what I would say, sorry, I missed that bit. Then what I would say, this is actually about stepping into the desire. What happens is when we don't think we're worthy of it, or we don't think it's possible, we go into all the reasons why it's not going to happen. And our limiting beliefs completely shift our energy. So we've been talking about energy, stepping into a new energy for summer. Realize that that energy comes from you. That energy comes from you. You know, when someone walks into a room and they've not got good energy, you can, like, I'm very sensitive to energy and I can feel it and I literally back off. And so the people who are going around saying, oh, it just, it never happens for me. No one wants me. And they have that story and they may have it for good reason. But realize when you have that narrative, you are going to keep that is the that is the lens through which you view the world, you view yourself, you view everything. You are literally repelling that, but you can shift that and you can change that. And so what I'm not going to try and say, like, how, how are you going to get a relationship in all of these things? Because that's too overwhelming. I'd say a good place to start if you haven't read my book read my book, go and listen to my podcast episodes. Those are free resources, the book's under a That will give you a lot more practical tools and tips. But I want to give you just a really general one. And for anyone who kind of resonates with what this lady has shared, I want you to start focusing on the desire. I want you to start focusing on how would I feel in that relationship? Why do I want that relationship? And, and get into the positive vibe of it. Because you, first, you will be so much more magnetic. But when you were tuned also, when you were tuned into that positive energy, that's when we are, like Susan was saying, we're plugged into that feminine energy of receptivity. When we focus on being relaxed, getting into our joy, getting into that energy of surrender and openness that is us in our divine feminine. And then what happens is we will, I don't know why this is such a weird word, plop, okay, it's like we literally get the divine inspiration or guidance, whatever you want to call it, plops into our mind and you you might experience this as oh I've just had a thought I get like quite like intense body um sensations as well it's a strong knowing for me but you might just have an idea and you don't need to obsess is this right or is it wrong Marie Forleo says clarity comes from engagement not thought if you have an idea just go and get curious and explore it a bit so maybe you have an idea to I don't know buy a book or to go to a park or to to try some therapy, whatever it is, listening to that intuitive guidance and just following one nudge at a time. That is how I went from working in a strip club and being sexually assaulted and then putting on two stone in two months to getting where I am today in my life and in my relationship, being happily married, having a really wonderful life that is not perfect, that is not without its challenges. But that's it. People want to know, what's that? How do I quantum leap? It's not. It's a series of small steps in the right direction. So really practice listening to those intuitive nudges. OK. Right. Belle is happy to ask her question on the
2: mic. So, Belle, feel free to unmute yourself. Hi Persia, Um, I wrote mine down after my meditation this morning but I just felt called to ask you out loud seeing us in this format. Um, So we've worked together before, I've done GYS twice um, and I've got a lot from it Um, but I've kind of been shifted in a new direction recently so I've found that sometimes I struggle like generally in life and that continues into my love life and I've always identified with having some kind of love addiction and that's actually why I recently started seeing a therapist that specializes in that area um but but quite quickly within our first two sessions we discovered that that's not the case that's not what I have I've kind of just been treating something treating the wrong thing um and it was a bit of a, it's been a bit of a hard journey but we're now in the process of actually diagnosing me with bipolar which obviously is a huge shift from what I originally thought. Um, so it kind of makes sense to me because I've done all the work and I was like, I don't understand why I have these few week periods where I'm randomly like I'm spending months really stable, amazing at my job. And all of a sudden I'm meeting up with people who I like kicked out of my life a really long time ago and putting myself in really like threatening situations. But now that I know what it is, it's easier to identify those things. Um but yeah, so at the moment I'm in a place where I'm like officially getting my diagnosis, I'm gonna start going on medication and I'm gonna try different forms of therapy. But also now I've got like a question questions about like where do I kind of go in my love life? Because I've treated it like an addiction. So I've always thought like I'd listen very closely to be like, right, OK, I should not date for a year because that's kind of like I need to not think like an addict. But now I found, I've kind of been tr- looking at my triggers and sometimes um, like dating and like falling in love can actually trigger like a manic episode. I don't know if, what it would be like when I'm on medication. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wondered if you had any experience like coaching people who have like kind of a severe mental illness because I know that's something that I've seen like in the group people talking about as well um yeah I just kind of wanted to know like what sort of next steps I should be taking in this area even though I'm taking a step back and I have been for a while Mm. I think I just wanted to yeah that's kind of what I'm navigating at the moment
0: well thank you so much for sharing that and I want to say congratulations because I have several friends who discovered that they were bipolar and when you know what the issue is there's ways to manage it and there's ways to treat it so the first thing I would say is really celebrate that diagnosis now you understand what it is that's a really positive thing I have had a number of clients over the years who struggled with varying degrees of different um, mental health issues and sometimes I've had to say to them you need to go and work with a specialist like that. This is beyond the scope of my practice. Okay. Um, And so that's, that's sometimes what it is. And sometimes, you know, I, I believe that we all can trust our gut. The thing that I will always say to you is you have the answers more than I have the answers. I can support you. I can guide you, but I can't tell you. So even though it's wonderful you've got this diagnosis, I want you to actually, the thing I feel that is most important for you is you to step into your autonomy, for you to step back into your power, and for you to make the decision like, I don't have to let these things define me, define me. I don't have to, um, I don't have these, I I can decide that these are not a problem. There may be some conversations that you will need to have or you will desire to have with people when you date them, but I think that right now it starts off with you. Is that you've you like what from what you've shared there, the identifying with the um the addiction. No, listen, I my parents have both struggled with drug addiction, um, very intense drug addiction. I have attended Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. I'm you know happy to say that here. I don't go to it anymore, not because it's not brilliant, it helped me for a period of my life. But I don't want to keep saying, I'm an addict, I'm an addict. I don't want to affirm that at the same time, because listen, with everything in life, there is um, there is nuance and two things can be true at the same time. We are all different. So I understand why, especially very, very severe addicts, why it's important for them to acknowledge their addiction, to be reminded of it. For me, that didn't work. That, that, it's not that it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't feel aligned for me. So I decided, I choose to have an incredible love life. I know this is absolutely possible for me, not even just possible, this is inevitable for me. And so I wanna come from a place of joy, desire, gratitude, excitement, and stepping into all of those things. And then my narrative, I made my narrative about those things, okay? So instead of like, I need to, I've got bipolar and that's a problem. I'm, I'm a love addict and that's a problem which is what we talked about before, we're moving away from, we're trying to move away from pain. And it's actually a lot more compelling and a lot more magnetic and a lot more exciting for us to move towards pleasure. So if I were you, I would go away and I would do some scripting and affirmations or whatever you want to do, some meditation where you really tune into how exciting and expansive and fun and adventurous your love life can feel. And that's all I would do for now. And I would just keep coming back to that and not getting bogged down in all the details and all the stress of it. Focus on with your doctor what you need to do there, but really decide, I'm going to have a really magical, joyful, exciting, inspiring summer. That is what the energy that I'm here to cultivate. And if you focus on what what do I need to do to step into that energy, you will find that things will really shift for you.
2: Okay? Okay, thank you. That, that's really helpful. Um, yeah, that's kind of been my plan. Like I'm seeing a number of people like psychiatrists, etc. Um, and then I'm going to spend the summer, like summer of healing. Um, and then actually I've started a new job in London. So I'm also thinking of moving, but I might delay it depending on how things go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take your advice and kind of just take things really slowly and see how One everything goes. One day at goes, a time. One especially. day at a time. Yeah,
0: uh, thank you so much. Remember to enjoy the journey. All of yeah. us. And when you're going through shit, like for me, it's really easy to go, well, now I know we're moving back. Well, probably moving back to London. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in Cranley anymore. I don't want to be, you know, I, I, I want, I, it's like, I want to fast forward. And that is something, again, it's the high achiever in me. That's like, I want to be at the next thing. It's like, yeah, but we're still in this chapter. We're mm-hmm. still in this chapter. Be here for this chapter. Be present for this chapter. Because that's, you know, we're that's the point. When you're trying to rush through milestones in life. You're missing the journey. You you want the journey. You might think you just want the milestone. If you had that without the journey, it would mean fuck all. Yeah, why do so many you know trust fund babies feel miserable because if they, when there's not that process and that journey towards the goals, it it can often feel meaningless. And I'm saying this as someone who has coached a billionaire oligarch's daughter, been on their private jet. I have literally I've lived it all with them. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? That was really interesting. I'm also watching Succession at the moment, if anyone knows that show. It's really interesting. It was when I was doing that job before, it reminded me, everyone is human. No amount of money or relationship or whatever. The thing that you think you need to feel good, it's so fleeting. It's literally, you feel great for a moment. If you can find a way, and the happiest I've actually been in my times is when I was single and I... I didn't have anything like I lost everything and I had no choice to be like, right, I'm going to find the joy exactly where I am. And I felt so free. It's not the conditions. It's not the external circumstances. It really isn't. It's how we choose to show up in our life moment to moment. And I see that when I go traveling in India, some of the poorest people don't know where their next meal's coming from. Never like biggest smiles on their faces. Never been so I've never met people so full of joy. Not everyone, but the majority of them. So that was a really good lesson. Thank you my darling. Thank you.
2: Thanks so much.
0: Um okay Sonica said what if you've tapped into your feminine energy and made decisions trusting your intuition and then when you get the outcome you want how do you allow yourself to receive and not think this is too good to be true well that was easy shouldn't it be harder. Oh I know that one so well. That's where you have to just keep coming back to gratitude. Because what happens is you want it's your overachiever trying to get into you know trying to Whoa, and overcomplicate everything. And I say this <laughs> with so much resonance. Just get back into gratitude. That's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to obsess. Stop trying to look for Just get back into gratitude. That's a big one that I wanted you to hear there, Sonica. And like, not just, I'm going I'm to write a gratitude list. Thank you for my house. But no, what do you need to do to actually embody the energy of gratitude? Do not get out of your meditation practice or whatever it is until you are fucking embodying gratitude where you are almost crying with with gratitude because every one of us has so much to be grateful for when you really think about it. So it's up to us to cultivate that energy of gratitude within us. Uh, Okay, I'm going to take one or two last questions. Be quick. Has anyone got anything they want to share? Danny says... Uh, guys, and let me know if there's anyone who wants to unmute themselves. Danny, with having conditions, what about believing you can contribute to a relationship? Of well, you can't contribute to a relationship if you can't work full time, darling. I I know many people who are very able bodied, full health, and they don't contribute financially at all to the relationship, men and women. So again, this is an example of a story. You can contribute in so many other ways than financially to a relationship. Me and Joe, throughout our life, one of us has been you know, up in our career, while well, the other one's not necessarily been down, but we've been like this and it's been really wonderful. And, there, and, and I never think of if he's paying less or I'm paying less, that means that we're not equal. There's so many other things that he gives me aside from support. And he does support me in many ways financially. And in other times I support him. That is like the least interesting thing about our relationship, by far. Our financial situation and who has more money. So you need to tap into what makes you a really fucking incredible partner. And it's not your bank balance. It's never your bank balance, even if it's a billionaire. And if that is all you've got, then I feel very sad for you. Because if all you've got is money to contribute to a relationship, it's not gonna, you're not gonna have that deep connection and profound joy and magic um that I experience and that so many of the women that I've worked with experience. So that is not a problem for you, Danny, at all, unless you decide it is. So you just you just need to tune into what makes me an incredible partner, focus on that and get into that incredible energy and go and express it in the world. Hat. Okay, my love, you're gonna be the last lady to go. Please unmute yourself. Uh, hello. Uh, thanks very much, Perja, for everything you just said, because it's uh, incredible, and I'm really taking in uh, such a lot of things, so thank you
1: so much. So my question is this, because um, obviously it's great to be in the programme and doing all this work and a this energy, but then obviously – we do still have a daily life and we go go out there and talk to people and how do you sort of protect that energy when you talk to people and say, look, I'm, I'm in this position, like, I'm looking for a relationship. And and all the all the people, a lot of people actually say,
0: oh, it's going to be hard. Oh, men are tricky, or this and that. So how do we kind of stay positive and don't let that bed, sort of sink in? Mm, great question. Okay, I've <laughs> got a few things to share with you here. So, the first thing is discernment. Be very discerning of who you share what with. If you've got a friend who's always fucking negative, do not go and tell them about all the deep work you're doing on yourself because, listen, you're probably going to trigger them and make them, you're not making them feel shit about themselves, but it will, it often can, bring stuff up for people. And so their reaction will be to pull you down. Even if they're like the loveliest person in the world, that's just a human thing. Be discerning about who you tell. The key is, it's not about going out there. And listen, again, this has come from experience of me going out there and being like, I'm doing all this work on myself. And da-da-da-da. Like, and this is before I even got into the career. Do you know what the most powerful magnetic thing is? Is a woman who fucking knows who she is, who knows what she has to contribute, who knows what she desires, who knows what her standards are. It is your energy that leads. So I know, trust me, I know it's hard to go out there and be positive. When when you're talking or you're in a conversation and friends, like remember, people are going to give you back with the, they, with the energy that you're giving out. If you give this like quite nervous energy and like looking down or whatever, then they're going to feel that and feel uncomfortable. Where if you just go, my love love's going great. And if they're like, why? I say, like, well, right now I'm having a marvellous affair with myself. Bit of humour. Keep it light. Keep it playful. Don't go down into all the serious stuff. And, and honestly, one of the best things I was ever told that I think is relevant here, it's by um, Wendy Mandy. She's a shaman. I've worked with her quite a lot in the past. She says, be graciously vague. Be graciously vague. So with people who are... Especially negative nannies, you know, or Nigel's, whatever they're called. Um, just, you know, keep a distance, be vague. Don't go into it. Don't go into detail with people unless you feel their vibe is high and they feel like a safe space. And just be like, yeah, I choose to believe it's all good. I've seen enough stories of people having a terrible love life, working on themselves and transforming it and now being in amazing relationships. You know, it depends how much you want to share. Don't share anything. If you do not, if you cannot do it with conviction and confidence, it's much better to be vague and chilled about it. And just, anyway, what's for for dinner? Change the subject. Change the subject. But remember, this is not about other people. You are not a victim. This goes for everyone here and myself as well. We are not victims. We get to choose what energies of other people we take in and what we don't. We get to choose what energy we predominantly reside in does that make sense? So if you do nothing else, make the make your energy your number one priority, especially as we're going into summer and take full responsibility. It is no one else's fault. And that's really fucking hard because sometimes it doesn't mean other people don't fuck up, but how we choose to react, how we choose to feel about it is completely up to us. So my darling. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure, darling. Thank you for asking such a brilliant question. So my loves, I would love to be here all night, but obviously this is going to be um, a podcast episode. So for anyone who has resonated with what we've talked about in the session today, uh, and you want to go deeper into this, um, we've got a couple of spots that have opened up in the next couple of days. If you want to come and have a free 20-minute chat with me on the phone, we'll see where you're at in your love life and we'll explore whether me and my program, Love for Leaders, are the right fit for you absolutely no worries if they're not that's why I like to have a chat with people before I get it you know I get that it that spending money especially at the moment is a, is is a is an important decision and so I only want people in that I know are going to really be excited and inspired and show up for themselves and that we're the right fit for each other so we have a number of different options depending when you're at we've got um a few one-to-one power hours with me we have a three-month love or love it or leave it option and various um options for joining the 12-month program including vip if you want to go one-to-one with me and go balls deep from the wrong expression vagina deep doesn't sound quite it doesn't have quite the same ring to it um then what i want you to do is i just want you to if you want one of these free spots to talk to me in the next couple of days just type yes into the chat uh, and then Susan will send you the link. And by the way, for anyone who's listening to the podcast recording, we'll pop a link in the show notes for you. OK. Um, all right, my darlings. So. If you just. If you have any final questions, please let me know. And what I want to say is. One day at a time is what I really feel called cool to say to you all one day at a time. That's all we have to do. We want to know where we're going. We want to know what we desire. But we don't have to make it happen. We don't have to control it. We don't have to micromanage it all. We get to enjoy the journey if we choose to. And so that's what I want you to be thinking about. How can you enjoy the journey from where you are, to where you desire to be? How can you be grateful for exactly where you are at this moment? How can you be a positive energy for others to be around, but most importantly, for yourself to be around? It's up to you. It's up to each of us, okay? So my darlings, thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really, really appreciate you, every single one of you. Uh, if you want to hear any more, please just, um, or if you've got any questions, just pop them over, pop over to my Instagram at Persia Lawson. I'm, I'm not able to coach over them, but if you just have any quick questions, you won't want any information, then me or my team will answer that for you. I hope you have the most wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I'm sending so much love. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope this episode served you and gave some practical insights and strategies around the next steps in transforming your love life from the inside out. Do come and let me know over on Instagram what resonated for you the most and why. I am at Persia Lawson. And if you want more tips and tools on how to become a vibrational match for the powerful, committed relationship that you deserve, check out my book, Love Is Coming, as well as my programs and coaching containers over at persialawson.com. This website is also linked in this episode's show notes. And if you got value from this episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd like, subscribe, share, and or leave a quick review. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other women who want or need the support. And to have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. Until next time, I want you to remember that love is coming for you. But in the meantime, it's your responsibility to stop looking outside of yourself for the partner you want to get and start looking inside of yourself for the partner you want to be.